0: What's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter? You can find us at Voice America TRN.
1: Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Jacob Lattimore with a question from my fans on Voice America Kids. Do you have what it takes to be America's next young superstar? If you're the ages between 8 and 12 years old, then step up to the microphone. You could win $25,000 in cash, a recording contract, And a scholarship. So make sure you get your parents' permission first, then go to www.stepuptothemicrophone.com to enter. Peace.
2: We don't care how you got here, we're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Stars could shine between the
3: lines if you would let yourself go. Find some place you know you can your words, use your hands, you can change the world, just pretend,
0: express yourself, take a chance and you'll see who you'll be. It's time to express yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be the Star You Are Charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your hosts Shandera Peschal and Steven Zal, together with the Express Yourself Star on Air team. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. Now, here's Chandara Paschal and Steven Zhao to kick off the fun.
4: Hey there, welcome to our program, Express Yourself. We're a show by, for, and with creative young people, a platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are C31 charity. I'm Chandara.
2: And my name is Jacqueline Tao. Unfortunately, our usual co-host, Stephen Zhao, couldn't make it in this week. I heard he's off in a murder case somewhere. Is he the main suspect? Probably
4: not. I mean, (laughs) the guy's not
2: smart enough to pull anything off.
4: Plus, his fake
2: blonde hair kind
4: of makes him easy to catch.
2: Exactly. (laughs) But anyways, Stephen is actually off at a mock trial competition for his high school, lawyering up for a made-up murder trial. In the meantime, I'll be here to take his place and hopefully prove to everyone that he's not the only one who can talk about awkward fashion on air to 192 countries.
4: <laughs> yeah, fashion would be a nice discussion, but today, actually, we're going to start with one of, one of two in a series of tough talks. These two shows will be delivering or delving into conversation topics that are difficult and somewhat hard to stomach for teenagers nowadays.
2: We'll be starting off light and, as the series progresses, go into deeper issues. For this week, we're going to be focusing on the issue of bullying. For example, Shandara, your nose looks like it came from a Disney show about witches.
4: Um. Well, Jacqueline, your voice sounds like you were born underneath a toad's stomach and raised by headless chickens that were zombified and brought back to life by Dr. Frankenstein.
2: <laughs> hey, that was mean!
4: <laughs> I know, I know. Most people out there are chuckling a little right now, but the fact is that bullying is a persuasive topic in society nowadays, and an insult here, an insult there may not seem like much, but it can either make or break a person's life. Here at Be The Star You Are, we fully believe that everyone should have the chance to express themselves. They should be able to say their opinions and be whoever they want without any prejudice or mistreatment from others.
2: Our job here today is not to preach, but to inspire to do that, we're bringing in two guests who will give us a scoop on what bullying can do. Halise Bridges, founder of Difference Makers International, a nonprofit organization, and Roberto de la Pena, a teenager who now spends his college years fighting bullying with all his might down in San Diego, California. These two talented individuals will hopefully bring a message of acceptance and kindness to all our listeners out there, whether they've been a victim of bullying or have participated in it.
4: But before we do that, let's bring in one of our awesome field reporters. Today, Courtney Tran returns with her segment titled Radio Junkie, focusing on music and how it pertains to, well, pretty much everything. Welcome, Courtney. Hi, thanks for
3: having me. So, um, I wanted to start off this segment with something of a disclaimer on the behalf of music artists who try to use art to spread anti-bullying messages. So it is very difficult to deal with a subject as, frankly, tough, like the name of the show even says, with complete PC-ness. For instance, the band Rise Against's music video for Make It Stop was clearly intended as an anti-bullying, it gets better message for bullied LGBT teens, but it was criticized for featuring too many mini-plots of gay teens attempting suicide which some thought oversimplified bullying and made it seem as though suicide was the go-to response of all bullied teens. Rise Against Single I think was a great song, but my point is that it's really hard to pull off a song about something as tough as bullying. So I do have a few songs here, not all of them are exactly new, but all of them I think are excellent, that do a pretty good job of this. So um a little bit over a year ago pink released her hit single giving it a clean version titled perfect attracting plenty of sales and igniting plenty of controversy the fairly explicit video tracks the story of one young woman who goes through an eating disorder severe self-harm and a lot of insecurity presumably due to ostracization and bullying by her peers and she ends up becoming a successful artist and finding happiness in the husband and daughter and the video was nominated for best music video with a message at mtv 2011 and it topped charts around the world Personally, I think the song has actually gotten kind of overplayed, which is sad, but I mean, even that is a tribute to its really impressive ability to reach out to people. It's a great song with a really strong message, and it did very well. Another fairly recent hit was Taylor Swift's single, Mean. Though it didn't hit quite as many high numbers as Perfect, Mean did do very well on the charts. It is Taylor's most country song so far, and the song is really just about being hopeful about the future even though people knock you down. And some of the lines, for instance, someday I'll be living in a big old city and all you're ever gonna be is mean. Someday I'll be big enough so you can't hit me and all you're ever gonna be is mean. And though it was generally accepted really well by critics, the song was criticized for name calling. In the lyrics, Taylor essentially refutes insults by calling her insulters mean, pathetic, alone in life. And I personally love the song, though it's certainly not one of my favorites by Taylor. But in terms of the anti-bullying movement, however, this song did become very well known as an anti-bullying message, and overall was very successful in delivering that message. Now, the interesting thing about Taylor is that she herself did go through quite a lot of bullying, and it's actually become quite a big part of her marketing image. Through middle school especially, she did deal with a lot of bullies, and she says that was quite an inspiration for a lot of her later music. And that does make her music a lot more relatable, I think. And though her a lot of it has come under fire since people have accused her of not being able to sing and pitch on live, I think she's done a really excellent job with it. But um, one of the last songs I wanted to bring in today was "How to Save a Life." This one actually came out in like two thousand six or two thousand (laughs) seven. Yeah, I I love that song. Like it was on my playlist for it was on like my repeat playlist for ages. Yeah, I used to be obsessed with that song. (laughs) Yeah um it was nominated for um i forget what the name of the award was grammy award for the the best rock yeah it was a grammy award for the best rock performance by a duo or group with vocal i think and that was in 2007 and um it didn't win but i think it should have but it didn't and um (laughs) but either way though it's become like a rock classic and The people who wrote How to Save a Life, The Fray, were actually inspired also by issues that teens had gone through. So the lead singer is Isaac Slade, and the song was composed and influenced because he was working at a camp for troubled teens. And while he was there, he was working with a lot of people who had considered suicide, a lot of people who were dealing with depression. And this inspired him to write what I think was a very, very moving, very, very insightful song about... How hard it is to deal with something like this not only if you are the one enduring depression but if you're a friend having to watch that and um, i've actually personally had to see that a few times and i really do think that the song just does an amazing job of really embodying that image beyond that the phrase like one of my favorite rock bands ever so um music i think does a very good job of moving messages like this out to the public and It's not just hard to be really PC about presenting this message through music. It's hard just ever being able to bring up a subject like bullying and being able to handle it in a way that is, I guess, respectable to the victims and supposedly respectable to the bullies. It's got this entire PC label on it that just makes it very hard to deal with. But I mean, the title of this entire show is Tough Talks. It's something that I think needs to be said. And I think music is one of the best ways to get it out.
4: Music mm-hmm. is a great way to get a lot of things out. Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. Like, so do you guys
2: think that, for example, conveying these messages through music helps to make a difference or is more effective in Certainly, helping kids yeah. to become Completely. more accepting? What I think actually
3: is that music is actually really underappreciated as a teaching tool, not not like necessarily in like school, although it would be great if we had more music in school, in terms of, music being something that everyone can reach out to. I mean, you can go and you can remember Obama had that entire program about anti-bullying and it was a big like written program. But the thing that I think made the most difference is that you can touch somebody so much faster through a song than you can through any long list of words, like 10 seconds Mm -hmm. of a really good song will make you feel something faster. Than a long list of logical reasons why you should believe some standpoint. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah. And that's especially it. in helping kids, because kids today have so much access to music that it becomes just such an undervalued tool for spreading messages like this, which I think really need to be spread.
2: Right. And then when one song gets listened to by like thousands or even millions of people, then of course that's going to be more effective than something written. that's just so much harder to circulate. Yeah, yeah. certainly. Well, I mean, I guess it's also not necessarily
3: a good thing since I mean, what with the whole music sharing trends these days, it's there's all like this music piracy and things like that. But I mean, I guess the upside to that is that it does make art much more accessible to the public.
4: And the messages get out faster and stuff. And like, the thing with music is that, like, people will, like, you know, hate on bands or artists or whatever, and like, not like somebody's voice or make fun of something. And we've all been there where we're like, I hate that one band. But the thing is, is that no matter what band or what kind of lyrics it has, it's interpreted like millions of different ways to millions of different people. And so everyone can always find their place with music and always figure out, like, I mean, I guess, like, how they feel about things by listening to music, too.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, exactly.
3: certainly. But um, though, just like to mention, I am not at all in favor of, like, piracy, music sharings, that kind of thing. Just to make that really clear, because it's not really fair to the artists. But um, other than that, yeah, I do think technological advances have been great for getting messages like this out there. And what's really sad is that with the economy these days, arts programs are usually the first things to go. Like, at oh, the school that Stephen and... Yeah, at the school that um, Steven and I go to, we lost the entire dance program. And um, the jazz band program has been in danger several times. We're mm-hmm, losing all of these really, really Yeah, teachers have gotten pink slips go.
2: for almost getting laid off and things like that. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, it's, so,
3: then again, it's yeah. gotten so ridiculous. The economy's just hitting everybody though. I mean, it's it's not like anybody really wants it to happen. No one Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: But I mean, what sounds like this, like it's just, it's conveying such an inspirational topic like anti-bullying rather than a lot of the mainstream songs nowadays. When I listen to the radio, they're all about, oh, rap or drugs and violence and things like that. So I guess it's kind of a double-edged sword. I mean, at the same time, it can be spreading these positive messages or, you know, messages that kind of go the other way. Well, I do think
3: that the two sides of music are always going to exist. I mean, People aren't going to stop writing things about violence, about messages that are like derogatory to women, things like that are always just going to exist. But at the same time, the reason that a lot of people make music is to get out something that they have to say. And and
4: they tell and, stories a lot, too. Yes.
3: yes, certainly. And I mean, though the double-edged sword is always going to exist, I mean, I think it's completely worth it.
2: Right, it's yeah, it when it someone is. sings about such a message like this. So, unfortunately, now we have to take a quick break, but when we return, our show kicks off with Helise Bridges, founder of the Difference Makers International Nonprofit Organization, as she discusses what her organization does to battle bullying in school environments and around the world. You are listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens, on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Jacqueline Tao.
4: And I'm Shondara Paschal. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
5: We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good... Have you heard your 15
0: minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week?
4: Thanks for staying with us here at voice america kids our program is express yourself giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to my name is chandara Pashal,
2: and i'm jacqueline tau we are your teen hosts this segment we are featuring Halise bridges Halise sparky bridges is an adorable Courageous and outrageous global pioneer whose work has impacted over 30 million people worldwide, eradicating bullying and violence, averting adolescent suicide, and inspiring appreciation, respect, and love among all people. Halise is the founder of the Difference Makers International Nonprofit Organization and the creator of the Who I Am Makes a Difference Blue Ribbon Acknowledgement System, one-minute tools that give you the voice to create positive social change through the power of acknowledgement. Welcome to the show, Hallease. Oh, thank you. I love it. Halise, what
4: would your definition be of bullying? What's And what's the general definition of bullying?
6: Well, I'm going to just tell you that any uh, bullying is any action... That really puts somebody down. It could be physical. It could be verbal. It could be emotional. Anything that makes somebody feel less than or inferior. So could you tell us a little bit about your "Night What's Right campaign? Absolutely. I found out uh, 30 years ago, I'm almost 70 years old now, that most people put people down and people point at what's not working instead of what works. So we created, our nonprofit uh, organization created Ignite What's Right to give youth a voice to shift the focus from what's not working to what works. And when people do that, when they start looking at what works, uh, they start acknowledging people, telling people what they do, how much they matter. Instead of saying, you're dumb, you're stupid, you're ugly, you'll not amount to anything. All of a sudden we're looking and saying, you know what, I really appreciate how smart you are, or your smile, uh, or the way that you help someone. So that's the conversation we want to shift right now, from negative to positive. Mm -hmm, Exactly. Uh, What's the
4: Blue Ribbon Acknowledgement System?
6: I created uh, an acknowledgement system uh, 30 years ago. It's a 10-step system, and it teaches people, it's just a Blue Ribbon, people order the Blue Ribbons in 11 languages all around the world. And it gives you a a tool to walk up to somebody or tell your parents, your siblings, your teachers how much you appreciate, respect, and love them. And there's 10 steps to doing that, just how you focus, how you hold the ribbon, how you look them in the eyes, how you say something great about them, how you ask permission if you could place it above their heart. You place the ribbon above their heart, pointing up toward their best dreams coming true, and uh, and then you cheer them on for their dreams, you go bing, B-I-N-G. You put your finger on the ribbon and, and, uh, and you give them that sound that says, I'm cheering mm. you on, go for your dreams, I believe in you. And mm. the ribbons, you know, are in um, every, almost every language in the world. Right. Oh,
2: that sounds wonderful. So you said you created these um, this program over 30 years ago. And so back yeah. then, I mean, bullying took on personal forms. But now that's continued. But not only that, people also bully using other media, for example, on the Internet or exactly. through text. So how do you think cyberbullying changes the playing field?
6: Well, it, it desperately changes the playing field because you don't know who is out there doing that to you. It is so important to not respond. To if you get that kind of message, just mm-hmm. don't respond to it. That's the number one thing for, for teens and youth. Everybody just forget about it. Just notice it. And then tell somebody that you're receiving these, these notices. But what we have is an iPhone app now. And right. you could send a blue ribbon to anybody in the world. And that's our way of basically counteracting cyberbullying is you can honor somebody on an iPhone app and just tell them something great about them. And well, that's the message we want to get out. Right, right. Why do you think people bully? My experience is, is that most people have been so put down by their parents, by their school systems, by society, um, that we're, we're, it's almost a reptilian stage of the brain. It's, it's fight or flight. People react. They hurt each other. But in order to get into the higher levels of your brain – uh, acknowledgement or honoring people heightened the level of your intelligence and your emotional intelligence. So at this point, society's model is to always look at what's not working and punish people.
4: Does that mm. make sense? Yeah, it does actually. How how does a teenager or somebody in adolescent years or whatever um, go about telling somebody because there's so much fear of telling um, authority, adult authority about it, because you know we don't want that going back to the bullies, and then the bullies spreading even more things about us or calling us things because we decided to tell parents or something. Yeah,
6: the, our experience is that uh, most kids won't go to an authority because only four percent of teachers actually help kids in this domain. But my, but what we need to do is tell your parents, tell somebody that you trust if you are being bullied or put down. And the other way is, and I, I just want to reinforce Ignite Will It's Right for a moment, because I've already seen a, a bullying eradicate in whole schools by the work we do. And once, peop, once kids get a sense of actually being honored and honoring another person, all of a sudden people get connected heart to heart. They feel better about themselves. They feel like they belong. They feel safe. And it tends to drop and eradicate bullying in a minute or less. So, uh, but but you're right about uh, about who do they go to, and it's always to just go to somebody trusted, somebody that you believe, in, and and uh, make sure that they report it.
4: It mm-hmm. makes sense. Do you think that um, this is kind of a weird question, but do you think that if people if something like required parental counseling for the mothers and fathers of bullies, like do you think that would be a good strategy? to decrease the bullying activity if we we're actually talking to the parents of the bullies?
6: Absolutely. In fact, we do that. Uh, we have a family night. Also, San Jose Police Department has been using our work for, for 25 years now, and they do exactly that with kids that have been bullied or put down. They bring parents in, and they really do that transformation model because parents need to be loved. They need to hear that they matter, and they don't. Uh, so it, it, you need to fill the well um, but th- you're absolutely right on, and um, it, it, just to show you, um, the story that, that I wrote in Chicken Soup for the Soul about a boy who received a blue ribbon from his father, and his father told him how much he loved him, that's the first time that that boy had ever heard that, and he had planned to commit suicide the day before, and then father gave him a blue, blue ribbon, and he, he went over, pulled out, opened the drawer, pulled out a gun, looked at his dad, and he said, I was planning on committing suicide tomorrow, Dad, because I didn't think you loved me. Now I don't have to. Mm-hmm. Love, works. Wow. love yeah. works. Love works, and uh, and kids grab it. They know how to do it. And the minute it happens, it gets contagious. It's just the opposite of bullying. People, they don't. People need to know how much they can matter and make a difference.
2: Right, and I think stories like that are what really make. Um, you know, starting programs such as this one, so gratifying, knowing that you have impacted someone's life in such a, such a profound and dramatic way. And so I wanted to ask you, um, could you maybe tell us a little bit about what first inspired you to start this program?
6: Yeah, I was uh, a very successful woman married to a non- uh, very successful gentleman, had all the material things people would love. But my husband was a domineering, controlling, verbally abusive man. And mm-hmm. uh, he just chopped me down in every which way. And I was so harmed and hurt that I wanted to commit suicide. I, my kids were preteen. They were 9 and 10 years old when I wanted to check out. Uh, fortunately, I got a divorce. And, um, and when I left, I wanted to do something about the problem because I found out everybody who had the same kind of problem as me. And um, that's when I created the Who I Am Makes the Difference Blue Ribbon Ceremony and started to honor people and just simply say, hey, you know, I care. You matter. Um, you know, go for your dreams. I believe in you. I had a dream to sing and dance and write and have a musical on Broadway in New York. And um, my husband and my next-door neighbor told me I was absolutely crazy and too old and too short and couldn't carry a tune. Uh, I just wanted them to say, go for it which they didn't, so I went out and I, um, I auditioned for a musical comedy and made it because <laughs> I was singing so horribly off-key that people couldn't stop laughing. And, uh, and then I wrote a book that became a bestseller and was in Chicken Soup for the Soul and produced a musical on Broadway it, with a, uh, on, in down, downtown San Diego with a cast of 150 Miss Teen America contestants. So don't let anybody tell you you can't do it. Be around people who cheer you up cheer you on, uh, empower you, support
4: you. That's it. That's the biggest thing that helps so many people all the time. And that's all it really takes, too, is just a little bit of support. It's not nobody's asking for the world, you know? Mm
2: -hmm. Right. And that's what we advocate here at Be The Star You Are, too. Um, Believing in yourself, helping people empower themselves and empower those around them, Um, reaching for the stars, just living their dreams.
6: Exactly, yes.
1: exactly.
6: In yeah. living, they're different. when you have a dream and somebody says you can do it, I believe in you. Who you are makes a difference. That's mm-hmm. the fuel that we all need, isn't it, to make our dreams come true. We want to hang around those kind of people. That's what I do. I wish it on every, every kid and adult in this entire world.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And Halise, you said, you shared with us your story about how your husband was abusive when you were married. So I think this is kind of a lifelong thing. I mean, when we right. think bullying, um, we think kind of playground bullying perhaps, or bullying during your school years or high school, mm-hmm. but it's longer than that. Is is that kind of what, that's kind of what I took away if from your you, story?
6: Yes. If you start out in a bullying environment, uh, you grow up. You're a, you're a human being. <laughs> you grow up. You get a little older, but you become. Usually, that goes on to your abusive to your to your wife, to your children, to uh, you know husbands, men and women both bully. And and gossiping is bullying in the workplace, and it is huge and costs companies trillions of dollars. It is the same thing. It's just chipping away at people and telling them what they do wrong and making fun of each other, uh, and it's it's viral. Um, we can certainly see it in their politics, can't we?
2: Right. Exactly. So I think I mean what I've really taken away is that we need to acknowledge what's right about those around us, give encouragement, um, empower them empower those around us and also surround ourselves with positive people who will empower us as well.
6: That's exactly. exactly right. And and right. and I you weren't around when uh, the um, what do you call it? Anyway, the Morse code got invented, right? But all of a sudden, English became the common language around the world,
2: right? Uh,
6: the common language around the world is lifting people up, ignite what's right about each other. That takes on a life of its own, but it can be done with kids.
2: Exactly, Hallease. So Thank you so much for your inspiration and your um, voice, helping us all to acknowledge what's right and to ignite what's right. Um, we have to take another quick break. You were listening to Halise Bridges, founder of Difference Makers International, as she described the method, method she uses to educate students everywhere about how to eradicate bullying. For more information, go to www.blueribbons.org. And after the break, we'll look to one of the teens who was inspired by such a message to lead his own anti-bullying program. I'm Jacqueline Tao.
4: And I'm Chandara Pashalt. Halise, you are so sparkly. Um, You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network. Visit us at btsya.com. We'll be right back.
3: We don't care
2: how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
5: It's almost showtime. Tune in to Curtain Call every week for the latest happenings from the world of theater. It's news and reviews, both on stage and behind the scenes. If you've ever wanted to be a stage actor, theater director, or work behind the scenes in production, this is the show for you. Your hosts have been there and done that, and we'll answer all of your questions right on the air. Listen for Curtain Call. Weekly performances are happening Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. <laughs> what is No Adder preservatives all about? Well, it might be easier to say what isn't the show about. Your host will give it to you straight. His take on film, television, books, video games, and pretty much any other topic that comes up. He'll keep you safe and on top of the latest in media and let you know what to stick with and what to trash. Listen every week to no added preservatives, and each show will leave you wanting more. Tune in Wednesday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel.
4: Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. My name is Chandara Pashal.
2: And I'm Jacqueline Tao, and we are your teen hosts. This segment, we are featuring teenager Roberto de la Pena, a longtime warrior for the fight against bullying. He has founded countless projects that have succeeded in creating nurturing communities out of conflicted schools and teen groups. As a student body senator at San Diego City College, he's currently preparing to transform his budget-cut afflicted campus into a nurturing and innovative environment. Welcome to the show, Roberto.
7: Thank you so much.
2: We're mm-hmm. glad to have you.
4: So you've been really successful at creating peaceful environments on campus. Tell us about what you did and how you did it at the, high, the high-tech high school and what the system is.
7: Um, well the high-tech high school system is really really amazing I could go on hours of talking about it but I'm gonna try and keep it brief um, something that the high-tech high school system focuses a lot on is hands-on projects and um, hands-on projects are a really really you know important and vital tool uh, for promoting you know uh, cooperation and they um, the way it does this is through cooperation in the projects. Um, basically, it puts together education and group work. And what you get from group work is you know people start to you know work with each other, and obviously that helps them get closer, helps students get closer. But another thing that happens with a uh, ed- with education is uh, it widens people's scope, uh, students' scope. And um, by doing that, you have, uh, you kind of get away from the whole, you know, material uh, focuses of high school such as, you know, looking good and fitting in, and you start to focus on bigger things like um, current events going on around the world, and it just gives you a different attitude um, of how you treat the world and those people around you. So that, that's one huge thing that High Tech uh, High incorporates into school.
2: So it's kind of like a fusion between um, education, group studying, and at the same time, because they're working together, they're also minimizing bullying and tension.
7: Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And you see these kids like it's a it's a really small school, so you everybody knows each other. Like, how
2: many kids are at the school?
7: It's actually six hundred for all four grades. So. Oh wow! (laughs) Small classes. Very small, but everybody knows each other and everybody knows each other really well not just like oh that's so and so so that that helps a lot too you know
2: mm-hmm. yeah. do you think that kind of facilitates more gossip or does it help people to get along better since they've known each other really well and maybe presumably for some time as well
7: you know what uh it's a good thing you brought that up because it, at the beginning that actually did make it easier for gossip to get around uh yeah i remember yeah i remember just one, like
2: small towns Yeah, exactly. Yeah, people talk about people.
7: Yeah, everybody knows everything. Um, I remember one time that something happened in a classroom I was in that, say, like two seconds passed, and I walked to uh, another classroom or across the school, and I saw people texting and already talking about it. It hadn't even been a minute, so. Right.
2: Jeez. So things spread quickly.
7: Uh, Extremely quickly. And that's actually a really big challenge that we had the first two years, because um, that was beco- starting to become an issue, and um, I don't know if I told you in the in the prompt about Difference Makers International, right?
2: Um, actually, could you tell us a little bit more about how that supplemented High Tech High when it was struggling to kind of establish its nurturing environment?
7: Oh yeah, definitely. Um, well, basically, uh, as I told you, that the whole gossip thing was starting to become an issue. Uh, kids started getting frustrated because. You know, they would see each other every day, they wanted kind of a bigger environment. And uh, there was a lot of negativity against the school, like we started to see a lot of vandalism, um, a lot of, you know, name-calling and issues going on with bullying. And uh, that's when uh, I talked to Elise Bridges, which is the founder for International. And uh, I asked her if I could bring 15 students from my school um, to her leadership training, which is called Standing Strong Together. And in this training, these uh, 15 students learned about creating nurturing environments. Um, it's, uh, that's basically what the purpose of the training is for, and uh, they took this knowledge to High Tech High and then they created an assembly and a, a spirit week which was aimed towards, you know, uh, helping people accept each other and addressing the issues that were starting to, you know, the negativity against the school and against each other and it was an extreme success. Like, Basically what happened is uh, we had a couple students volunteer to come up and talk about you know really sad stories about how uh, these things affected them and um, we invited other students to come up and you know apologize if they participated in similar things or you know to share similar stories and um, practically 90 nine percent of the school stood up we couldn't even finish the wow the, yeah it was it was amazing and uh there was tears there was hugs there was uh we had to help the school all classes for a week to address the issues because it was so much emotion and so much things were starting to come up and um I mean like most things time passed and you know you know the the heat went down and sometimes people even talked about how cheesy it was but I really feel like after that assembly, there was a bigger sense of community, and um, we kind of just knew each other better. And those issues never ever came up with that class.
4: What? Wow. What inspired you to be like a leader and take the students to the next level of acceptance?
7: Um. It was a. Uh, the. Thing that inspired me the most is the fact that I actually went through those same things. Um, Growing up, I was bullied like crazy, and um, I I I can relate to to issues like that, and it pains me to see it.
1: So
4: yeah, it's very sad.
7: Yeah, incredibly sad. And the the grounds on which you get bullied on like sexual orientation, uh, being different, looking bad, you know what they consider bad yeah yeah it's or high school is a battleground it's not it's not it's not a happy place people just
4: get really twisted perceptions of other people and they develop these opinions that are based on other people's opinions and their opinions are based on basically nothing in the first place
0: yeah
7: it's all following the bandwagon and it's not a very good bandwagon yeah
2: yeah exactly and So how did you deal with, like, your bullying yourself, being bullied? Like, how did you kind of rise up from that?
7: Well, I came to Haitekai, I think, is one of the biggest things that happened. Um, At Haitekai Middle School, this was before high school, I I met a couple teachers, and the environment was extremely nurturing it wasn't as nurturing at my high school because it was my first year it was its first year ever no running like that it inaugurated that year but uh the systems at high tech middle had already been established the nurture systems and uh kids were completely different they welcomed me the teachers encouraged you and it was just it was just like people acknowledging each other pushing each other to do good things it's a really uh, beautiful environment and that that helped me a lot um to get ahead.
2: Okay. Yeah, that sounds wonderful. Hmm. Um. So, do you think that the teachers definitely help make a difference a lot to create that nurturing environment?
7: Um. On it's all about the teachers. Uh. Students, okay. Yeah. Completely about the teachers. Uh. Teenagers, even teenagers, students, young people are just looking for someone to look up to. Like you were saying about the how everybody follows each other's views. They're just looking for someone to set an example, and the teacher set that example. So if teachers can you know, take that more seriously, uh, which a lot of them do, it, mm-hmm. they, they can spearhead that change of environment.
2: Right, so I guess like in your high school, high tech high, um, the Difference Maker International program was kind of that, I don't know, like that thing that galvanized um, people's change from a more kind of gossipy, bullying environment to a nurturing environment.
7: Uh, exactly.
2: Okay, um, so it's kind of like taking the role of a role model when there were none, and kind of bringing everyone together so that everyone kind of shared their woes at the same time and therefore sympathize with each other.
7: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It it, it was a very climatic time when we brought it in. Which, yeah. Yeah, it was really it was really good timing for us because things were escalating at that point, and they were getting to a really serious point. And when we brought this in, it kind of just kind of, you know, stopped everybody on their feet and it made them reflect and think about what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah,
2: so speaking of a role model, I mean, you ran for president of your class, and you won on a platform of unconditional love. So, like, um, you know, how did you create this platform, and what do you think contributed to, you know, its reception among your peers?
7: Well. I was actually really surprised when I learned that I had won the class presidency because I knew those things tend to be a popularity contest even at high tech high. And, yeah. Yeah, and I, it was freshman year because we were the I was the inaugurating class, so most people didn't even know who I was, who what my name is, even like up to the candidates, up until I stood up in front of the students to deliver my candidacy speech. Nobody knew who I, not really anybody knew how I was. Um, but uh, because of the platform that I created, which was to, um, to gather everybody together, to promote friendliness and community so that we can help each other um, reach our goals, uh, I, got, I got to win the presidency, even though I lacked popularity. And I think a, a large reason for that is because deep down inside, Every teenager and every high schooler, even the bully, especially the bully, um, just wants to be accepted and they just want to be part of the community, you know? And I addressed that issue and I, I got to them through that issue, and that's why they elected me, despite my
4: lack of popularity.
2: Mm-hmm, right, it makes sense. Yeah.
4: You're such a role model yourself. What types of projects like do you want to do in the future as a part of student government? Um,
7: as a part of student government right now in at San Diego City College, uh, I'm actually working on something with Helice. it's like high school all over again. Um,
1: oh. Yeah,
7: there's a, <laughs> I came in as a freshman in college and I looked around and literally everybody seems like zombies, the way they walk to school. Um, the way they wake up, like, you can tell they don't want to be there. And I just kind of thought, mm, what if we can bring, you know, difference makers into this? Like, something similar to what I did at High Tech High. And uh, I, I pitched uh, a similar idea to my, to the, uh, the student government at City College, and uh, they accepted it. And on Friday, January 20th, we're actually going to have our first training, conflict resolution training meeting with Hallease Bridges. Uh, the founder of Dif- Difference Makers International. And uh, mm-hmm. after that meeting, we're kind of, I'm kind of going to see how I can, you know, uh, use the things we learned there to uh, to kind of shift the, the mood at San Diego City College.
2: Right, exactly. So, Roberto, thanks so much for sharing your story with us. And um, thanks, too, for, you know, sharing the anti-bullying message and the message of acceptance to your community as well. Unfortunately, we have to take a quick break now. That was Roberto De La Pena, a college student in San Diego with his own aspirations to protect others against bullying. Again, go to www.blueribbons.org, that's ribbons with an S, to learn more about how you can stop bullying at home, on campus, and at work. For the next segment, we'll wrap up the show with our final field reporter. You're listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens, on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Jacqueline Tao.
4: And I'm Chandra our We'll be right back.
8: Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
0: You just love your pets, but sometimes they can get to be a handful. And just when you think you have them under control, that's when things get, well, crazy (laughs) for help tune into paul's around the world you'll get the inside secrets on keeping your pet the friend it's supposed to be along with stories to keep you warm and fuzzy listen fridays at 5 p.m pacific 8 p.m eastern on voice america kids want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite voice america talk radio network host how about what's new with our network
4: Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. My name is Chandara Pashal,
8: And I'm Cynthia Bryan, and I am filling in for Steven Zhao and Jacqueline Tao. A few facts <laughs> from the mental health system. Hey, that rhymed. I'm a, I'm a poet, Chandara. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yes, you are.
8: Yes, I am, among other things. Well, I wanted to give a few facts from the mental health systems to leave you all with about bullying. Two out of three teens are verbally or physically bullied every year. Forty-two percent of young people are bullied and harassed on the internet. Now that's really sad. That is a lot. I think they really need we need to send those out, send them out the blue ribbons. And but here's yeah. the saddest here's the saddest statistic, Shandara, fifty-seven percent. Never report the bullying to the school or an authority, for reasons like what you said before. They don't want to be bullied more, or yeah, you know, be... there's
4: a major fear involved.
8: Major fear, major. So we really need to change that. So I'm so glad that we're bringing this this uh, this topic of bullying to express yourself, and then just to remember that bullying is the most common form of violence. It's considered a violent act in our society. And it shares commonalities with domestic violence as well as child abuse. And cyberbullying is meant to humiliate the person online and nobody wants to feel humiliated. So I just want to give out a crisis hotline number and really encourage all our listeners to report threats, report harassment to authorities immediately. And if you need help, This 24-hour crisis hotline is there for you, and you can be anonymous. It's 1-800-479-3339. That's 800-479-3339. So keep in mind what Hallease Bridges and Roberto de la Pena said. You are the difference. We have to ignite what's right because we can all make a difference.
4: The crisis hotline will really help people and... Um, it's always good to know that you can call somebody about it and you can always be anonymous. You don't have to tell people who you are. So, um, yeah, but speaking of being the difference, be the star you are has just launched a new campaign called live your legacy to honor our everyday heroes and leaders who strive for peace on the planet. And we have invited our audiences to write a short 200 word essay honoring the person or group who they believe is living a legacy. Today, I want to read Hero, written by a young man who wishes to remain anon- anonymous.
8: And see, I think that's good that people can be anonymous and still submit, and this is kind of part of bullying, is bullies are very much, sometimes they're anonymous, but we we want to make sure that we report it. So, looking forward yeah. to hearing this, Sean And it, right? makes,
4: it makes everyone feel better to know that they don't always have to be, um, their name doesn't have to be on blast, I guess exactly okay so this is titled "Hero." i am writing today about my mom she is a divorcee who is remarried and currently runs her own business she went through some tough times to get where she is today my mom and dad were divorced when i was about eight years old and decided to live separately my mom basically had to raise four kids on her own but she did have a lot of financial support from my father While she was raising four kids, she also decided to pursue her master's degree in social work. I'm not sure how she managed to do this because the four of us were pretty rough and always involved in drugs and alcohol and rarely did as we were told. A few of us were in and out of rehab as well. She was the rock, though, and that did whatever it took to make sure that we always ended up on the right path. I'm very proud to say that all of us have graduated from college, and although... At the time, we didn't appreciate what she did for us. We all do now. She now is running her own private practice, helping other families deal with drug abuse and all other sorts of mental problems. Trust me, she speaks from experience. I'm very happy that she is my mom and is making a difference in our community every day. Love, Anonymous.
8: I just love that. I thought, what a beautiful tribute to a very courageous woman. And it really speaks to making a difference. And we sometimes never appreciate our parents, you know, until we get older. I mean, there was that saying, when I was 15, my parents were either weird or they weren't cool. But by the time <laughs> I was 25, they got smarter and they're the, like the greatest. I mean, I think we all think that, right? I mean, it's, Yeah, you as you get
4: older, it. you start to realize you have little morsels of, pre- of appreciation for your parents.
8: Yeah, I think so. I think when you're, you know, you just go through that thing. But now we're going to go to our tech field reporter, Eric Placos, and he joins us with his latest app wrap, which we know is going to be awesome. So, Eric, hello. What do you have for us today?
9: Uh, Well, today I have an app that's called Shake to Answer, and it's going to help make your day just a little easier. So, hands down, this is a great app, and it does exactly what it says. When your phone rings, you just shake to answer doesn't come with all these features. It just allows you to answer your phone by shaking it so you don't have to slide the answer thing or however those phones work.
8: Oh, boy, do I like that because, you know, I'm always worried the phone rings and you go to slide it that some police is going to be watching me. I'm going to be pulled over.
9: Right. So I'll talk about that feature later. Um, It speeds things up so when you grab your phone, you don't have to, like, worry about missing it. and You can just give it a quick shake. And even though it's a simple app, it's really well thought out. You can customize this app to, like, your specific needs. There's a shaking sensitivity with six levels to choose from, so you can decide how, like, vigorously you need to shake your phone to (laughs) answer it. This is a nice feature because it allows you to look at the call before you shake. And I think the most convenient thing about this is that you can change a setting that makes, when you answer the call, it goes directly to speakerphone. So this would be very useful, like you said, if you were driving and you need to be hands-free. You can just shake and it will answer and go to speakerphone.
4: So currently this sounds
8: so perfect, Eric. This is a great (laughs) find. You always find the best you know, he finds the best apps, doesn't he, Shandara?
4: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Knows how to find the good ones.
9: (laughs) Well, currently this is a free app, but it's only for the Android phone. So hopefully we'll see it picked up on the iPhone soon. So for Ah. the coolest new apps available for your smartphone, make sure you tune in right here to express yourself on the Voice America Kids Network. And visit Express Yourself at www.btsya.com. I'm Eric Plakas with the App Wrap.
8: Hey, Eric, you know, I have an iPhone, and I really like this idea of this phone. Do you have any, I mean, the shake feature, do you have any idea um, how they get transferred over to, like, iPhone? What makes somebody decide, oh, okay, now I better make it for iPhone or for Android or for something else? Is it when it becomes really popular, or it's when they sell it?
9: Well the app markets are like really similar. I don't think it's that hard to transfer over. So I guess it's just the person who made the app like their decision to change the programming a bit so it works for iPhones too. Don't so know when, exactly how it works. So
8: probably like when they see that a lot of people are downloading it or, or are asking about it, like saying, Hey, I've got an iPhone and I want that app. Yeah, if gets really probably, popular,
9: I'm sure it'll spread.
8: Oh yeah, that sounds that's that probably sounds good. Would you use this app, Shandara?
4: Um, I would if I did not have a BlackBerry. Oh, are there any apps for Blackberries, Eric? There never are, asked that. but they're not as like I don't want to say technologically advanced, but they're not as I guess cool as the ones you can have on touchscreen phones like Androids and iPhones.
8: Do you know my favorite app, Eric? That you found and I just love it. I love SoundHound. Because I can never remember the words to songs. And so I love to sing. And now I can just put that sound hound up to the radio like you told us before. And then I can just (laughs) sing my heart out to Adele or Pink or, you know, whoever I want. And I sound like a pro. Of course, I'm reading the words. (laughs) These apps are very cool. I think so. Yes, yes. So... Anyway, well, I I imagine that you are going to be out hunting for more apps. Are are there, well, you know, there is the app that Halise was just talking about that Difference Makers is putting out that is for anti-bullying. We're going to have to look into seeing about that app to see how it works. I I don't know. Did you happen to see that one at all, an anti-bullying one, Eric?
9: Uh, no.
8: Yeah, I don't know how that would work. Well... Anyway, well, thank you, Eric, for joining us and for bringing us a, another app. That is just awesome. And I want to thank all of you for joining us here on Express Yourself. We are thrilled Ooh. to be on Voice America Kids. And we want to thank Star Style Productions for producing the show. For more information, visit starstyleproductions.com. And we've really been honored to be uh, your Hosts today. We'll be bringing on more a co hosts, you know, in the future. My name is Cynthia Bryan.
4: And I'm Pashal. And as usual, it's been a pleasure bringing you our life changing program, Express Yourself. And as we want to hear your thoughts as well, and we want to hear your questions, so email us at btsyateenradio at gmail.com. That's btsyateenradio at gmail.com. And check out our website at btsya.com. You can upload your creative works at our site for free and get involved with the Be The Star You Are charity. And just know we really appreciate your donations. And most of all, remember to express yourself. Thank you. See you next time.